This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today's podcast comes from a follower. This was what I received from this person. When you thought for sure you were on the same page with Christian faith, Then, when one tried RCIA Catholic Studies and the other didn't want to join a works-based or papal church, so you end up unequally yoked after 22 years of marriage. Got any advice on that one? I sure do. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Anyone can comment on any of my social media any of my YouTube videos, or just send me an email, Kendra at KendraVonEsch.com. If there's a topic that you want me to cover on this podcast, on a video, or in any way, that is what I'm here for. And oddly enough, there was a beautiful reading today that matched with this because I told that person, sure, I'll cover that today. So it's 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 10. Brothers and sisters, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each must do as already determined, without sadness or compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. Moreover, God is able to make every grace abundant for you, so that in all things, always having all you need, you may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he scatters abroad, gives to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. The one who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness. So what God's telling us here is, don't be stingy with your love. (laughs) Get on out there and drop seeds by the witness of your life. I am in the same boat, my friend. My husband is Catholic He was confirmed Catholic, just like I was. Both of us didn't practice for 20-something years. And then God smacks me upside the head, pulls me out of the pits of hell, and absolutely spins my life in a 180. While my husband is watching me turn into this person who he did not marry. He married a wild, crazy woman who partied like a rock star who had the mouth like a sailor and who lived like this culture told me to live, to go out to find pleasure and power, prestige, not care about anyone else but me, myself, and I. Now, my husband's still not practicing, but I guarantee you he's on a journey. Guarantee you that this man, through witnessing all of the changes that God has given me, these beautiful gifts, these blessings, all this grace that he's poured out in my life, 
it's hard not to see changes in him as well. But I would love him to be sitting next to me at Mass. I would love for him to see the richness and the beauty of the Catholic faith. I would love for him to be practicing along with me. But he's not at this moment. So what can I do? I just have to work on me. And I have to love him more. That's not just a suggestion. That's a commandment from God. If you watched my video on YouTube yesterday, I went to confession, as I mentioned on my podcast, and I took my life as a spouse under examination before I went in to see the priest. I was like, okay, how am I not being a better spouse? How am I not loving him exactly where he's at? not where I want him to be. And how can I look at the blessings in my marriage? And I think that that's something that we should all do, especially if we are in this unequally yoked type of marriage. We need to love our spouses uniquely and differently and deeper. We need to be more intimate with them, with our heart, with our soul, with our bodies. It may be odd. Maybe you're at an age where that's maybe something that you don't do. I'm not sure. But the closer you are in intimacy, the better your marriage will be. And that does include the marital act. And that is something that bonds me and my husband in ways that nothing else can. And there are times when we can be completely unfocused on that, or we get in that pattern where we don't go there for a while. And if I'm honest, I can look and I can say, I can tell. Because now we are living as roommates and friends. This may, this little part may poke a lot of you. And if it's poking you and it's making you look at your relationship with your spouse, it might be something that you need to look at. Even if you have medical issues, there's a reason that most men have erectile dysfunction. And I truly believe it's because of what they eat and because of the medication that they take. My husband has only one. And it's a heart medicine for high blood pressure that I'm trying to get him off. But one of the side effects is erectile dysfunction. And it's not like it happens every time, but it does happen. And if you are a woman going through, quote unquote, the change, there are other things that you can do to make it more comfortable. But not doing it, not having that marital act is probably not the best idea for your marriage. I don't want this to be about the marital act itself, but I do know that that is a massive issue and a massive problem with a lot of relationships. And it's not that, oh, what, you want me to have sex so that my husband could go to mass with me? That's not the point. 
what that does is it brings you closer to one another, no matter what, whether you like it or not, it brings couples closer. The more you're intimate in that way, the better off the marriage is as a whole. So what we all need to do with our spouses who are not there is love them more. It may be difficult. You may be saddened. But if we are cheerfully and bountifully dropping seeds, telling our spouse how much we love them, touching them, kissing them, sharing great stories, sharing stories about how God touched our hearts. As a matter of fact, I basically shared my entire confession with my husband yesterday. And I did that because I wanted him to know what I take to Jesus. And I want him to know that it's not okay, that I feel guilty when I'm not the best spouse that I can be, when I'm lazy, when I'm selfish, when I get frustrated, when I snip at him, when I get resentful when I'm making dinner because that's the last thing I want to be doing. These types of things I ask for God to change my heart so that I have a servant leadership life with my husband so that I can do things that make his life easier or that he just knows how much I love him because I do and say things that show it. And I do the occasional invite. Just the last time I went to confession, I asked him if he wanted to go. He turned me down. That's okay. One day I might ask him to go to this little tiny church with me. Maybe he'll go. I have an idea of him coming to Mass with me down in Tennessee when we go down there because it's going to be a bit of a drive and I'm going to have to drive to the nearest town. And I said, you know, if you just went to Mass with me, we could then do a couple of the errands that we need to get our weekly trip in town, if you will, because <laughs> we're a little out. And he goes, oh, you got that all planned out now, do you? And I said, well, who knows? Now you may, this person has a spouse who's in a different denomination. And that's the same thing as a non-practicing Catholic, in my opinion, because they're not a practicing Catholic, period. <laughs> it could be another denomination, but... What is it that you are bringing home as far as changes based on the sacraments of the church? Does your husband realize that that is Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity? Have you shared any Eucharistic miracles with him? There are hundreds of them out there that all you have to do is send a link, text it to him. As a matter of fact, I have an article that I pulled together for all you lazy people. KendraVonEsh.com forward slash Eucharistic dash miracles. Type that into your browser and you will have my article that comes up, which has a few links to a few of those beautiful 
scientifically proven stories, if you will, or facts or events where the blood is not being preserved or it's coagulated or it's not coagulated or every year it becomes watery. It's flesh. It's identified as the inner heart muscle. It is the one that pumps the fresh blood and the oxygenated blood, I should say, throughout the body. It's the innermost heart muscle in the, in the bread, in this actual body that the Eucharist turned into. Did you hear the most recent Eucharistic miracle of a girl? You can go to, I think it's CNA, Catholic News Agency. Just recently, this past Sunday, this blind girl receives the Eucharist and immediately she's healed and she can see. These are the kinds of things that are interesting to people because they're unbelievable, but yet they're scientifically proven without a shadow of a doubt by people who want this not to be true by Jewish people, by agnostic people, by atheists. This is how it works in the church. Bring in the people that are the naysayers and let's get the proof from the people who deny that this is Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity. You may think, well, after 22 years, I, I can go to him and say this now. Yeah, you can. Why? Because we are in the Eucharistic revival. That is what we're supposed to be talking about to people. There's 70%, according to Pew Research polls, of the Catholics out there who don't believe in the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. So this is something that occurs with people that are sitting in the pews today. <laughs> it's something we need to speak about. It's something that we need to share because so many people don't A, know, and since they don't know, they don't B, believe. And that is our duty. These are those seeds. And how does it, how do I, let me, bleh. how do you act when you come out of confession? Are you a different person? Do you feel lighter and more loving? Do you share with your spouse that you have taken things to confession for your marriage, like anger or resentment? And if you are holding any anger or resentment against your spouse because they are not sitting with you in mass, you've got to let that go. You have got to give that to God. You have got to renounce any spirits of resentment and anger. Because that is just blocking you from the grace of God. If we do not forgive, we will not be forgiven. And that's all that it takes is for us to say, I am letting go of the debt that I think my spouse owes me, which is to become Catholic and to be there next to you at mass. You're going to let it go. Give it to God. Even though your feelings may not change, you have to repeat that over and over and over again. And if you have not taken that to confession, you need to. You be the sower. Don't begrudgingly throw seeds. Do it with love. Say, you know what? 
this is the Eucharistic revival, like these next three years. And honey, I don't even know if you know this, but there are so many scientifically proven events globally around the world, hundreds. And I hear just a few. I was floored because I forgot all about these until recently, because again, the church is trying to revive the Eucharist because it's such a powerful, it's Jesus. It is a powerful aspect of the church. It is the source and summit of the church. That is why the Catholic church is here. And all of the martyrs who gave up their life would not renounce the Eucharist. That's what they were asked to do. Tell us that this is not Jesus. And they couldn't. I don't know about you, but if I couldn't prove without a reasonable doubt <laughs> that that is Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity, there's no way I'm giving up my life for that. But you gotta say and do all of it with love. Just wanting to share this amazing information. Not to change them. You could even start with that. Look, honey, I'm not trying to change anything. I just thought that you would find this fascinating like I did. Because how in the world could they prove this? Boom. Men, by the way, are a little bit more proof-based than women. I think women are more spiritual. We're, we're more connected. We're more emotional. And we can go by, okay, it may not be fact. We have a little bit of a different relationship with faith. That's why we're different, us men and women. And I am not 100% sure if this person is a man or a woman who reached out to me, but it doesn't matter because you have to approach your spouse with love. You know that person. So disarm them from the very beginning by saying, hey, this is not to change you or anything, but man, this was so fascinating that I had to share it with you because this is proof and there's hundreds of these. Let me know if you want more because I am floored. And just mention that it's the Eucharistic revival and why you're bringing it up now is because it's coming out. Parishes are talking about it because, again, over the many, 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 many years, people didn't believe or they weren't taught to believe. Even the priests in the seminaries, some do not believe in the Eucharist. I'm telling you, I've seen it myself. I've talked to 160 priests. And when I brought up my experience with the Eucharist, a vast chunk of them, I'd say 35%, it was like they checked out. They were looking at everything else but me. When I had them all in the palm of my hand, it was almost as if God showed me exactly who didn't believe in the Eucharist, who didn't believe in confession, who didn't believe in certain teachings and certain prayers like deliverance prayers and resting in the spirit and charismatic communities and things like that, that I was exposed to at the time. Okay. This is getting long, but you just got to give it to God. That's the last piece. 
You forgive them, meaning you let go of the debt. I don't expect you to be at Mass with me. I don't expect you to turn into a Catholic, even though you would love that. Lord, your will be done. Same thing with your kids. Same thing with your friends and relatives. Same thing with your co-workers. We can bring seed, drop the seed with love, bountifully, reap big. Don't just sit and say nothing. That isn't dropping seeds. And make sure that you work on you. You should be coming out of mass a different person. You should be coming out of confession a different person. You should be running to adoration. You should and coming out a different person. What different person? A more loving person, a more kind person, a more gracious person, a person that turns to God and thanks him for everything in your life. And therefore, you are joyful and happy. Joy is the best net to catch fish. Jesus, others, then you. And if you live that way, God's going to fill you with that grace and the things that you need to be that person, especially to the spouse of 22 years. I hope that helped. Go out, put more comments. If there's something that I didn't cover on this, I'll continue on tomorrow. And again, if you have any questions or you want me to dive in in a different way, send me comments on my social media or Kendra at KendraVonesh.com to my email. I look forward to hearing from you because this is what it's all about. Us helping each other on the journey. And when we do better, they do better. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit into our hearts, into our souls to accept our spouses and our families, and exactly where we are at, whatever situation, whatever circumstance, whatever season, peak, or valley we are in within our marriage, help us realize that we can change it in an instant. All we need to do is add love. The most important ingredient in a marriage is selfless love. So help us today to do something selfless for our spouse, something that we wouldn't normally do so that they can feel how much we love them. Even though they may know, we all need to hear it, to feel it, to experience it. So help us all today who are in a marriage relationship to step out of our comfort zone, to do something out of the ordinary, almost extraordinary for the one we love, for the one that you put in our life, our spouse that we are to be with forever. And then we leave it to you, God. We let it go. We let go any of our resentment and we ask that you just fill us with love and acceptance for them exactly where they are at in your name jesus we pray amen 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Love, 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 love. When God started changing me, my husband was watching. And he liked the change. He saw my patience grow, my kindness grow, my love grow. He saw me have control over my tongue and look at the kids and have real deep conversations with them. They were living with us when I left my career and went into ministry. And it was a beautiful time of a new me, a transformation, only 10 years ago. So my husband has lived half of the time with me as Satan's daughter and half of the time with me as God's child. Don't worry, I was never Satan's. He only borrowed me. God knew, I'll pull you out of the pits of hell when I'm ready. And it took him 42 years. So everyone have patience. Remember, it's a process. We don't know God's timing, God's will, God's way. We got to keep praying, right? We got to keep being persistent. Do not stop praying. But we also got to be patient. So chill out and know that God's timing is perfect. All righty, everyone. I love you all. Let me know what else you want to hear. I hope that you have a beautiful day tapping into God for your soul, your mind, your body, and most importantly, have a blessed and inspired day. Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power, and hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today.